Yes, sir. You already know the vibes. It's the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode 62. Just like Christmas Gone for a minute Now I'm back Did you miss me? Had the whole Harlem world Wearing under armors Under the armors I'm a pretty motherfucking comma Gorgeous comma Pretty much about to fuck your mama Kinda running late For this meeting with Obama I ain't mean it to rhyme But call me when your mind right Meet me with your romper See, see me when the vibe right More money, more problems More chopper, more drama And I got these hoes Feeling like my bomber Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 62 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Denzel, a.k.a. Harry Potter, a.k.a. DeBron James. And we are back like Jordan wearing the faux I want to start by saying thank you to everyone who tunes in, who likes, who who subscribes, who shares, and who supports. Thank you to everyone who is active and engaged with me on social media. I truly, truly, truly appreciate all of the love and all of the support I receive from y'all. Thank you to all the essential workers out there. And finally, thank you to all the people who are out here continuously using their voices to affect change in a positive way. We always, 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 always have to start the shows with the thank yous because the thank yous are very, very, very important. Please do not forget your boy Denzel has official Bronx Bias Podcast merchandise available for purchase. You can visit the website bronxbiaspod.myshopify.com B-R-O-N-X-B-I-A-S-P-O-D dot M-Y-S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com. Bronx Bias Pod dot my Shopify dot com. We got hoodies on there. We got T-shirts. We got tote bags. We got COVID masks. We got stickers and much, much more to come. I appreciate every single person who has supported the merch I truly, truly appreciate it, and if you feel so inclined out there, if you like listening to the show, if you want to fuck with me even more, I encourage purchasing some merchandise, because I'm just a young black man uh, trying to get some money in his pocket to stay out of trouble, trying to do it the right way. So if you feel so inclined, uh, the site is there, products are quality material, um, and I would truly appreciate it if that was done. Um, And I sincerely, again, appreciate everyone who has purchased merchandise from the site. And with all that being said, we are going to have a great, great, great show today. A great, great, great show today. I'm really excited for this one. I'm really excited for you guys to hear this show today. So, man, there's nothing else to say, but I'm in an amazing mood. I'm in a fantastic mood. I am ready to go. So let's get it. I am in a very, very, very good mood. 
Today's intro was an amazing song, an amazing song by two of New York's best at the time, at the moment. Um, it is called Pups by ASAP Ferg and ASAP Rocky off of the album Floor Seats 2. Also, if you guys know the sample that is used in Pups, send me a DM if you get it right. I'll send you like a sticker. So I'll do it like that. If the first person who sends me a DM on Instagram or Twitter with the correct sample, like who did they get this sample from to make this beat, I'll do something. I'll send you like a sticker or something. So we'll put that out there. But great song. Amazing sample. Amazing sample. As soon as I heard the when the when the beat first dropped, I was like, I know exactly what song this is. And I instantly loved the song and I didn't hear none of the bars. So Shout out again to ASAP Ferg and Rocky. They're, they're some of the best right now. I know they got interests in a lot of other things. Like ASAP is really and ASAP Ferg and Rocky are both really into fashion. Um, you know, designing clothes and you know making like runway shows and making different types of shoes and all things like that. And ASAP Rocky is now in love with Rihanna. Shout out to him. <laughs> shout out to him. Big shout out. Um, so you know, I know their music interest is not really at the top of their minds but whenever they decide to pop out they always do well so shout out to ferg and rocky i really like them shout out to new york harlem and a great way to start the show i i needed that energy it was the perfect song for today and shout out again to asap ferg and rocky now it is time for my favorite 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 segment of the podcast it is called bronx facts for those of you guys who do not know, or maybe it's your first time listening to the show, Bronx Facts is a segment I like to play at the beginning of each show, just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York, that people may not know, that people may have never heard before, just to try and show how many great things, how many great ideas, and how many great people come from the Bronx, New York. So, without any further ado, your Bronx Fact for today is... Established in 1891 and located on the Bronx's Fordham Road, the New York Botanical Garden contains over 1 million plants. Its 250 acres houses a spectacular conservatory displaying plants from tropical, desert, and temperate regions throughout the world. Among the 50 outdoor exhibits and plantings, um, among the 50 outdoor exhibits are plantings dedicated to fragrant roses, lilacs, and magnolias. Other garden highlights include a woodland waterfall, Japanese rock garden, and stone mill. As one of the leading botanical centers in the United States, the garden hosts public education programs throughout the year. For more information and to see how you can visit or donate, you can visit their site, nybg.org. And that is your Bronx Fact for episode number 62. son where'd you find this all right all right so we're getting right to it today we have a very 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 special guest a very special guest it's only special guests who appear on the show also we have to let you know that i can't i can't make sure make you think that you're the only special one everyone who appears on the show is a special guest but it is a true true special guest today because we have justin mache the creator and the co-founder of Bronx Soul, 
a community organization in the Bronx, New York. Justin, how are you? Thank you for coming on the show. Hey, I'm, I'm feeling good and I'm happy to be here. That's great. That's great. You know, I like I told you before, I think that you are doing something that is like super cool because in any like arena, when you can get a certain amount of people to become members of something and get them involved in what you're doing and have them become like your family in a way, like I, I think that is like so great, like just to be able to inspire so many people and have so many people be a part of your vision, you know, and then you make them become not just friends or not just participants, but you make them feel like they're really involved in the organization. And I'm, I see the movement and I see everything. And I'm just like, man, like I want to talk to this guy. So thank you so much for coming on, making some time for me. I really appreciate it. Oh, anytime. Yes. Yes. So Justin, can you tell the people where are some of the places that you can be reached that Brock soul can be found the full shameless plug anywhere that you are, anywhere that you can be found, please tell the people where they can find it. You can find us on Facebook. It's Bronx Soul, Bronx S-O-L-E. Two words I always have to tell people. Only on Instagram. We're on, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, we have a link tree uh, that you can find on our Instagram page, which is which is one word on Instagram, at Bronx Soul. That's Bronx S-O-L-E. That's, and that's important to say, because sometimes I'll have the, the guest on, and I'll get messages like, hey, wh where can I find the guest? And I'm like, it's there. It's like, it's right there. They're like, I can't find it. How do you spell it? So thank you for saying that and for clarifying because people need to know where you can be found. Yes. So the first thing I like to ask every person who comes on is how has COVID and the last year of 2020 with everything that has been going on and we're still feeling some of the effects of it, um, how has that affected you personally and then how has that affected your organization? Because COVID is a global thing and it has so many different effects. So I always like to ask the different guests, like how has that affected you personally and your business? So personally, um, I, have, I, have, I do a lot of different things. I'm a member of a lot of different organizations and I have two jobs. So, well, three, if you count Bronx Soul. Wow. So I have like three jobs. and. At the time of the pandemic started, I actually had four jobs. Wow. Um, and I was, I was, I work at a TV station. I work, uh, I work at the Bronx County Historical Society. I was also working at the Black Joy Farm and also doing Bronx Soul. And so my time was like, I had no time for anything, really. I was always going place to place. And once the pandemic hit, you know, and they were saying, you know, in the beginning it was, you could, you didn't have to wear a mask unless you were sick. And then um, my job, you know, I work in TV news, so that never mm -hmm. stopped. So I continued to have to be to work at five in the morning. Wow. Um, and then when the train stopped uh, running uh, between 12 and 5, 5 a.m., um, I was having to take an Uber into work every day. And luckily my job was paying for that. But it was dead, you know, like the city was dead. Everyone was inside, you know, even here in my neighborhood, it seemed like my neighborhood in the beginning was the only place that never changed. Like people <laughs> were still out in the streets. And, and if, when I went to the city, it was like a ghost town. When I came back here in my neighborhood in Kingsbridge, 
it was everything was the same. So I was like, what's going on here? There's like two different worlds here. Like one world is is saying that there's this this pandemic that's going on, and then my neighborhood that's saying otherwise. But it took it took my neighborhood like a few more weeks. We were like a on like a month delay uh, <laughs> before everyone started staying inside. And then it was just a scary time. So I was literally just going to work and coming home. Um, and uh, we did. And um, so with Bronx Soul, Bronx Soul, I should uh, explain what Bronx Soul is. It's a running and walking group uh, that I started with my friend Pedro Rivera. Uh, but the reason why we started it was because uh, once I found out that the Bronx was the unhealthiest county in the state of New York, um, I just couldn't understand why uh, the Bronx was out of the 62 counties. The Bronx was the 62nd dead last. And at the time it was six years straight. Now we're at 10 years, I believe, uh, dead last in the entire state of New York. So it actually just angered me and it just put a fire inside of me to, to say, you know, what, I'm not going to stand for this. Like somebody needs to do something. If we're the unhealthiest, of course, you know, we need we're the least active. We're not. You know, people don't run and things like that. Not the people who are already active in the Bronx are already active. But if the right. majority of the Bronx is not active, then somebody needs to create something to get them active. Um, so I felt like that space needed to be created. So that's why um, with my friend Pedro, we created Bronx Soul. And because he's the one that got me involved in Bronx history. Uh, once I found out that the, the Capitol building in D.C. was built in the Bronx. Yes. Lincoln Memorial was carved here in the Bronx. Yes. Like, yo, how many people know that? Like, I bet not that many people know that. Like, we should probably incorporate history into the runs. And Pedro was not trying to have that. He was like, no, nobody in the Bronx cares about that. But I was like, let's give it a try. And let's see. And he was like, it's going to be me and you every week. And I was like, if it's me and you every week, it's me and you every week. I was like, what difference would it make? We have nothing to lose. I was like, so let's just try it out and see. And luckily... Um, it caught on. We started September 13, 2016, um, meeting on the concourse, like 151st in Grand Concourse, well, 150th in Grand Concourse, and um, at the G-Bar is where we started. Yeah. And um, it, it in the beginning, we were good in the beginning, and then once it got cold, it was like four of us. <laughs> but um, but then right after the, that winter, that next year we we maintain got all these people joining and now we're we're a movement and so to get back to your question about covid we meet every tuesday and tuesday evenings is when we do our history runs and walks and then on saturday mornings we uh, at 10 a.m we do our we do no history we just do exercise we just we just run and walk but because of covid we decided to um just go on hiatus and you know and, and stop everything we stopped for about two months mm. two, two to three months wow we had stopped uh meeting because i just didn't want to put anyone at risk i didn't want us to be liable for anyone getting sick so we just said we won't do anything and then we were actually the first running group in new york city to come back because i was looking at everything and I was looking at people outside and I said, you know what, what if we come back in groups, small groups? Like we have one person leading six people. I think we started out with five. Yeah. One person, one captain leading five, five members and going 
that route and then one person leading another group and another or another route and we don't we don't meet up you know we just take these people on basically little tours of the bronx but individual smaller group tours and we don't meet up and mm -hmm. so that was the plan and that's what we executed and we started and we have been doing that for a while before the other groups even came back um and then as uh the numbers started you know the the death toll death numbers started to go down um we then started to we would add a few more people to each group so like now we're at like i think we have 10 people per group and we might just because the cdc just recently changed their guidelines and now they're saying it's safe that if you're vaccinated you can be outside without a mask um we've just decided we actually just decided today in our meeting um that uh if it's okay with the members who show up if our captain if the captain who's leading the group is vaccinated and they can show them their card if they want to see the card um and they feel okay with it then they'll um they can run without a mask on. But uh, if somebody does have a problem with it, then the captain will still run with a mask on. And masks are still optional for our, masks will now be optional for our members um, who are vaccinated, but we're not, we can't be the police and check people's, right. make sure everyone's vaccinated. We're just really going off the honor, honor system and that if you're not vaccinated, that you'll still keep your mask on. Right. Well, see, now something that you said, I, like pinged in my mind when I was first coming up with the ideas for the show. Right. One thing I wanted to do was highlight the Bronx in any way I could. So that means having people come on who are from the Bronx, who start things, but also just giving a general brief education on the Bronx. So I started doing Bronx facts. That's what I do every show. Okay. And so when you said you, the history, and then you were saying that the, the Lincoln Memorial was carved in the Bronx and that the Iron Dome over the Capitol was in the Bronx. I did that on the show. Like, okay. I gave those facts out. So when you said it, I'm like, yes, like, exactly. And that is the education part of it. Because, you know, people go by what they see portrayed in media and on television and et cetera. So if you ask the random stranger and you said, hey, what do you know about the Bronx? They'll probably just tell you all negative things high crime, you know, big arson back in the day, people burning their houses down for insurance, et cetera. Or, or they'll probably just say the Yankees, right? Yeah. So it was very important to me to try and just, even in a small way, tell people the history, the, the icons from the area, and just how we have contributed to society as a whole. I thought that was very important. So it's good to hear it like, someone else say it, you know, I'm bouncing the things off the wall. I'm just trying to come up with ideas on my own. And then I hear someone else saying that and they're like, cause they understand the importance of it too. And it's like, see, I, this is why I have to have the people from the area come on the show. Cause literally it was like, right. We had the same idea at two different times. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, yes. I, that gives I'm glad me that you knew that because not a lot of people know that. Yes, there's well, so there's so many your things. Your listeners know, but <laughs> there's so many things that like I would do facts about, you know, random things like, you know, Fordham University, the history of that or, you know, uh the High Bridge, right? Or I would just do one or about, you know, how the Bronx has over 25% of its overall area covered by Greenland and forest. And then I get messages like, "You're lying. That's not true. The Bronx is all city. The Bronx is all buildings." Like and I'm like, I, no, well, thank you for listening, number one. But two, 
everything I'm saying about the Bronx is true. This is a fact. And there's so many people who just don't know. Yeah. And, and that's that's what we're here for. You that's what you're here for. And that's what that's what uh, Bronx Soul is here for. Yeah. So you covered what inspired you to start the uh, the movement uh, in your COVID answer. But beyond like the inspiration to start, what are some of the messages or the overall theme of Bronx Soul? Like if someone had to summarize what Bronx Soul was right to tell the aliens when they come down from outer space, what was Bronx Soul? How would you describe your movement to someone who just maybe is unaware? Uh, to Bronx Soul is for Bronxites. It's for, and when I, and I need to specify, Bronx Soul is for Bronxites that have been here. That's, that's what our focus is on, the people who have been here. Not people who are moving here, um, not gentrifiers. You know, when I say move here, I'm basically talking about gentrifiers. We're not for gentrifiers. We are about the regular Bronx sites that have been here people whose whose families have been here for generations um we are targeting people of color you know um that's 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 what makes up the bronx pretty much the bronx is <laughs> yeah know, is mainly the people of color and so that's where our focus is is on ourselves because we don't need uh gentrifiers to come here it's not really the gentrifiers fault it's really developers to come here and then move and push us out of our own neighborhoods. Right. And then all of a sudden they say, look, the Bronx is, is the healthiest again, is his, is the healthiest neighborhood. But really all you did was move the problem somewhere else because you never truly, uh, you never did anything for the people. You know, all you did was just move, move us into a whole nother uh, location, which is push us out of our own neighborhood, which is right. something that we're, we're all against. We're against gentrification we fight that uh on a daily basis and um we've been reached out to quite a few times from developers trying to get to use us to be a part of you know like oh can can you guys run to this location and we're building a building here and no because we're not that's not what we're about so we're for the people we're for the actual true bronx community um and there's there's no shame in in us being about community we are truly community so anyone that would ask we're for the bronx community because i know there are people from harlem and we've got messages from other people like oh it seems like you guys are just all about the bronx like you guys don't care about any of the other boroughs i was like actually we don't um <laughs> sorry but not sorry um we have an issue going on here we're the unhealthiest county in the entire state of new york we we and not to i don't like to use the fire but there's a fire here you know that mm -hmm. we put out and we can put out ourselves because no one else is trying to help us so that's that's why we're here yeah oh my god you're like right now you're, you're giving me professor xavier vibes because you're in my head right now because you know it's hard to explain how you are for everyone but you're only really for a certain amount of people so when people you know i'm a new yorker right i'm in new york so it's a new york show and I like things in New York, but when people ask me like, what's at the core of me and why I do the things I do and why my show is named what it's named and why I'm so gung ho about representation in my area is because I feel like if I'm not the one to do it, then maybe it won't happen. And 
who's to who who better can tell the story of a of an area of the people who live in an area than someone from it right so when i came up with the name bronx bias podcast it was literally because i went to another state and someone asked me where i was from and i said the bronx and the way that their face morphed into like they were watching a horror movie for me just saying that i knew how important it was to highlight the area to showcase the area to let everyone know that yes i'm a new yorker and i love new york and i love going different places in new york but when it all said and done denzel is from the bronx and that will be written and displayed everywhere because if i don't do it or people like me don't do it then no one's going to do it and maybe the stories of the people here don't get told maybe you know um other people aren't inspired to to continue on what we're starting you know cuz we're basically new in this space but that's what's so important to me that is like what's in my heart like really cuz it's like i just want one day for someone maybe 20 years down the line 30 years down the line 100 years down the line to have the same experience i had to fly somewhere someone asks them where they're from they say the bronx and they're just not looked at with like they have two foreheads and seven eyeballs like i i want to just keep this wave going of positivity and inspiration for the next so that they don't have to look be maybe embarrassed about being from here or they don't only think that poverty and crime is here yeah so we we here man we here we here we are here on that so my next question for you is what were some of the hardest things when you first started um with Bronxo like what were some of the biggest shortcomings or pitfalls that you had to avoid i would imagine like just getting people to participate was probably one of the hardest things but beyond just the human to human interaction what is the hardest thing about maintaining and keeping a community organization going or starting it well just starting because see i didn't want to i didn't want to be the one to start bronx so i i really honestly bronx so i wanted bronx so to start early when i found out in the summer of 2016 i wanted it to start right then but i didn't want to be the one to have to lead it i i just wanted to be a member i was just like oh i wish somebody would start something so that uh i could just be a member because i've never really led a an organization of any type before um so at least not one that wasn't already in existence you know like when i was in college i was right. in, like into blacp and things like that and i led like a group but these are already established organizations but um i didn't want to start a organization with a running i was at the time a competitive runner um and i was wanted to start a regular running group in the bronx but then i um once i found out about the the statistics in the bronx I was like, oh, we're gonna have to change because now we are gonna have to focus on people who are on their couches at home and have no interest in coming out of the house uh, to exercise at all. So that was trying to think of a way to reach those people was a challenge within itself because how yeah. do you reach someone who has no interest in being active and get them to be active? Right. So I was like, I, it was really. I was thinking for a while and I said, "You know what? We'll just have to do flyers." 
And I was like, and we will canvas. So my friend Pedro and I, we canvassed all the way from Mott Haven, all the way up. Like uh, he's from Highbridge. I live in Kingsbridge. So we did our neighborhoods on our own and put flyers up. And then I also, uh, we we went, we walked all the way from uh, Port Morris all the way up to Parkchester. Whoa. And, yeah. We, we whoa tires all the way up all across we walked on foot that on one day we hit a we walked and put up flyers all around and uh what was what's the most challenging was i could speak for my own neighborhood was that people were taking my flyers down wow and like literally they would just tear them down and i think it's because they thought it was gentrification mm. <laughs> and so and so you know i was mad but then i couldn't be mad because i was like you know what I get you, but right. it's not that. So I was like, I wanted to like put it like a, a stamp on it or something. Like, not gentrification, y'all. <laughs> like, but, but people kept really taking them down. Like literally around the corner from my house, I put it on the post. And then I come the next day and it's just torn down. I was like, come on. Like, I know somebody's not taking this to have it in their house. They're taking it because they, they're like, no, I don't want this in my neighborhood. Like, I don't know what this is, you know, and I can, I can imagine I, I got it. But, um, I didn't, it didn't deter me. We still put up mad flyers. And um, for the first round, we had nine people, including myself and Pedro. So seven that showed up. And after that, um, it was kind of steady for a while. But um, beyond that, um, it's a lot of research that people don't realize because we're doing history. So we're educating people, but we also have to be accurate. And actually have destinations to go to so there's mapping involved there's knowing the history and finding location is this location close enough to where is it close enough for us to get to uh and come back or is it too far because we always say we, we will we'll do a minimum of three miles and no more than five so it has to be within a five the the, the history stop has to be at least two and a half no longer than two and a half miles away or we've gone over our five miles right. and so um, which is also why we have three groups. We have a run group, a run walk group, and a walking group. So um, it's a lot of planning that people just don't realize. People don't realize. And then it, I think it takes people a while because even yesterday when we had our run, uh, a couple of members came up and were like, you know what, Justin, I didn't even think about it, but you have to do a lot of research and things yeah. for all of the stops and stuff that we do i was like oh no it's, it is a lot and then, but i never really thought about it like that until i was like dang to come up with all these stops and this is a weekly thing you're doing it weekly and because one one member asked can we do it on saturdays can we do history on saturdays too i was like if you want to be the one to look up history on saturdays and you can feel free i was like i'm already i'm good with one day a week but um yeah the researching part and then also um to get more uh eyes on us i will i make sure that we run through the projects because i want them to know we're here for you right <laughs> we're here for y'all um right. and we're here and so i purposely make sure we go through the projects that we uh in in different neighborhoods and that we're going past schools we're going past uh places where there are kids right uh, playing because I want them to see us. I want them to know us and I want them to be curious of what we are. And we usually run with little cards um, that have, that we can pass out to people. So when someone asks, 
and we're on a corner or something and like what is this what is going on and then we can just give them a car without having to really stop to explain right and we can keep it moving but um that was one of the other things that I had come up with was business cards uh to pass out to people so that when we're on the move um people can have something tangible uh when we, when when they leave us or when we depart right see man this is this is great man this is great because it's like people usually only see the finished product right so if someone tunes into the podcast they're only going to hear us speaking they don't know about all the background they don't know about all the you know us coordinating us making the time us getting the schedule us looking at questions and having pre-show talk and they don't know all of that they just see two guys from the bronx having a conversation so it's very important to as keep it you know, keep it known that, you know, you work hard at this and this is not just, Hey, let's, you know, I just randomly walked to the community center and started running. Like this is a real occupation that takes time, energy, effort, motivation, blood, sweat, and tears. This is not just whatever, like the local community run, like this is a real organization dedicated to helping people. And I think it's very important for us to continue these types of dialogue so that way it's more conscious more in the atmosphere because even sometimes i notice people may not even be fans of a podcast let's say that's not their medium they, they don't really like to listen to a podcast for an hour but just the fact that they're aware of it right can can even help you out so for example maybe they have a friend who loves podcasts Oh, you really like podcasts? Well, you know, I see this thing all the time for the Bronx Bias podcast. Maybe you could listen to that. You know, I, you, I know you like podcasts or, or, you know, I'm not much of a runner, but hey, I know my friend loves to run, has been looking for an opportunity to get out and run somewhere. Here, let me give him this guy's information, Bronxel, because I know that they're a community-based organization that deals with fitness, right? So I just think it's even just important for us to keep our names and keeping the people aware of all the work that we're doing. So even if the person who sees it is not our demographic, they still have the information. They can pass it on to someone who is in the demographic and word of mouth in my experience is still the best advertising that you can get beyond like social media promotion is very important. It's very important to have an online presence, but word of mouth advertising is still number one. Like I've had more people listen to the show because someone told them than if they saw it on Instagram or Twitter. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I know that I like, again, like you're in my head, man, you're in my head, you know, cause you know what it takes, you know what, it, even though we're doing maybe two different things, you know what it takes. And I appreciate that. Yes. So what keeps you motivated in this space? What keeps you out running, looking at the maps, looking at different places to hit? What is the thing that makes you get out of bed every time and say, you know what, we're going. If it's cold outside, if it's hot outside, if it's raining, we are still doing our thing. Um, it, honestly, it's it's the people. It's, the, it's our members and it's, it's the members we have. It's our future members. It's the, the members we had that, you know, haven't come back. It's it's all those people, they they all are an intricate part of the fabric that makes Bronx Soul. Um, because to me, I always tell people, like, it's the people that make Bronx Soul. Um, I would have never even been in, 
interested in Bronx history, had my friend Pedro never started taking me on history walks, you know, of the Bronx. And that's what fascinated me with, with and intrigued me and got me interested in even wanting to know Bronx history uh, to the point where like now my bedroom, all of my books on my bookshelf are all Bronx books about the Bronx. It's, it's crazy how it happened, but he is the one who inspired me. And so he's an intricate part to, to this. I mean, he and I both, we, we researched together uh, <laughs> Bronx history, but it's the people, it's the people. That's what, that's what keeps me motivated. That's my inspiration is the people of the Bronx. Um, like I said, our members and even future members, because I love what I usually like to do on, on social media is I like to reach out to people who just, there are those people who are, you know, I don't like to, I don't want to call them like lurkers, but what would you call someone who like fans? I should say that they're fans of, of our, of us because they're always liking our, our posts, right. but never show up. And then I'm looking on their page and I see they live right there in the Bronx. So right here in the Bronx. And so then I'll message them. I'll, I'll comment on one of their pictures, you know, Oh, I see your niece, you know, quinceanera, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, that was a nice, you know, say something nice about it and be like, and then, you know, post something else like on another picture of theirs uh, on another week or so and be like, hey, and like, when are we going to see you? And, you know, and we've literally gotten people that way because people will come out like weeks later and I'm like, you know, I only came out because you kept, you guys kept like um, sending me positive messages and stuff. So I was like, you know, I should, I should show up to this and see what it's about. And then these people have been with us now for a couple of years. Um, this year makes five years for Bronx. So September of this year, well, we have been around five years. So it, it's, it's big a, congratulations for that. Big congratulations. And it's all due to the people of the Bronx because that's what makes up Bronx. Soul. there's no Bronx soul without the people of the Bronx. Wow. There is no Bronx soul without the Bronx's soul. That's true. Ah, that tagline. Yeah, tagline. Okay, make some what? T-shirts. Let me hurry up and make these T-shirts <laughs> copyrighted, so you can know. Hey, you can have that. You can have that for free, man. I don't want nothing from it. Take that. Um. So, one thing I like to do with people who start their own things is um ask about inspiration, um because it's kind of weird how things or people inspire you and maybe you don't even understand it at the time why they're or how they inspired you. So are there any people um, in the space and just community leading or uh, fitness people or uh, people who are activists that you would say are role models? Do you have any role models in the space? Yes. Uh, my biggest role model right now would be Nilka Martell of um, she's, on Instagram under the handle. She runs a organization, Loving the Bronx. Mm -hmm. um, she's, which is a grassroots organization um, that promotes uh, the love of just loving on, she just loves on the Bronx and she's, she's uh, involved in the politics and looking out for the Bronx. Like right now she's, uh, she's got an initiative where she's with Congress people um, and AOC is one of them, um, where they're trying to use some of the money for, uh, for infrastructure to cap part of the cross Bronx, uh, oh. because, uh, uh, you know, Robert Moses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We don't okay. Even, that's a whole nother podcast. You can't say but, that name on here. <laughs> but, uh, to cap, you know, to try to correct 
uh, a lot of the damage that Robert Moses uh, inflicted upon yes. the Bronx. Um, Noka Martell is, is a shining example of that. And if I were to want to model myself after someone, it would be her and her love of the Bronx. And she's right there from Parkchester and still lives in Parkchester. That's yeah. See, that's, that's great. You know, I was thinking about inspiration. I was thinking about role models and stuff and, you know, how you never think it could be you, right? You never think that you watch these people on television or you read the newspaper or whatever, and you never think that could be you, right? So, you know, I used to watch, you know, my favorite stand-up comedians, my favorite sports analysts, my favorite actors, actresses, radio hosts. Like, you know, you probably remember back in the day we had Wendy Williams on WBLS. We had Star and Buck Wild in the morning. We had Mrs. Jones in the morning. Like we had all these radio and I would listen to these things every morning. Like, and I never thought I would have anything similar to that. I never thought that I would be in a position where the microphone would be in my face. But then it's like, you listen to these people and they're just authentically themselves. You know, obviously there are politics in every job, but you know, they're they're themselves and they're exuding their personalities out and you get something from that. So even though Wendy Williams is messy as all hell, you know, we listen to the show as kids or as young adults and we're like, man, this is cool. It's just cool. You know, she's giving her opinion on things. She's telling you about the world, how she sees it. And you pick that up. Mm-hmm. I would have never thought in a million years I would have a microphone and be talking to it. But it's just like you think about, you know, how you came up and all the little things, you know, every every day you watch television, every day you listen to something but you never think it could be you and and the 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 role models and the people of the past inspire me so I keep working as hard so maybe someone hears me and thinks maybe it can't be them but then they say you know what why don't I give it a try why don't why I try not? because if if it wasn't for um what is her name miss nilda nilka nilka Martha. if it wasn't for her maybe bronx soul doesn't happen if it wasn't for you know listening to star and buckwild in the morning go crazy Maybe the Bronx Bias podcast doesn't happen. So I just think it's very, very important to, you're never going to even know at the time that they're a role model for you, right? And that they're going to inspire you in some way. But it's so important for us to keep going, even if we don't become the biggest stars in the world. And I don't even know if we're trying to be that. I think it's just important for us to keep going because you don't know who is going to hear you or see you. That's true. And you just do what you love. If you follow your heart, yes, uh, you can never go wrong. Yes, I've been a man. I've been a talker ever since I came out the womb. My mom, my grandma said when I started talking, I didn't say words. I started speaking in sentences. She always knew I was going to do something where I would be talking. So it's just like you know. And then you, and then it happens, and you're like, sometimes I don't even believe that it's me. Like people want to talk to me. I don't even believe that people listen to what I be talking about. You know, if I'm ranting about sports, you know, the Knicks or something and people like it. And you're just like, wow, people are listening to me. People are involved with me. People like what they hear. How could I stop? You know, how could I ever wake up one day and be like, man, I'm tired. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't. It's just I get too much positive reinforcement from it. And any job I've ever worked, I've never had this kind of feeling like I've never had this motivation and inspiration to say I want to come in early you know I want to stay late every time I had a job it was oh 459 I'm at the time clock ready to go 
But this is like, man, I, I really just want to work hard at this. And I, and I, and I would think it's really important for us to continue because what you're doing, what I'm doing in our own way has an effect on the community at large. Yes, I agree. So that leads us into our, our next question. How can we, you and I, leave a path for the future generation of creators? I think we already are um, with what we're doing. Um, I think the path is already laid. Like I said, I mean, you have followers. We have followers that not just followers from on in, on social media, but people that see us in the streets. Like we're actually, I, I like to say it all the time because, <laughs> because it, it's true, but I'm like, we're known in these streets. Like, we run down the street and kids are like, rock soul. Yeah. So like, yeah. Whereas, you know, um, uh, we, that's why I like to run in the spaces where the children are because they are the future. And I mm -hmm. want them to see us to know that, you know, in the beginning we would run past kids and they'd be like, are you guys gentrification? Like little kids. And I was like, kids wow. ask for gentrification. It's like, now I feel like we have to stop to explain to them. Like we can't just run past that and say, no, we actually have to stop and actually explain to them, number one, what gentrification is, and then number two, uh, how uh, we are not and what we what we are and what we stand for and why we're here. And so it's very important. So even so pre-COVID, uh, sometimes I would go to schools and speak at a couple schools. Um, and we also had some of our members go and table at, we would table at a lot of events where there would be kids um, to let them know. and. We love the fact that parents bring their kids to Bronx Soul. So, and then a couple of them have, uh, their parents have told me that, you know, oh, my kid did the project and they they made a, their project was focused on Bronx Soul. Wow. Pretty cool. I was like, and, you know, and then they got up in front of their classmates and told them about Bronx Soul. And I was like, that's really cool. You know, that, that this child was inspired so much, you know, because their parent is a member and they're inspired by what we do. Um, so. There's no question that we are already we've already left we're already st started a path uh, for people to follow. It's just um, it's just a it's just a matter of time before people do. I, I like to think of it as like a trail. You know, everyone's been in the park where you see you see the path that's already paved, mm -hmm. and then you see this other path that clearly so many people have walked it that it's just people just created their own. That's that's us, <laughs> you know, because that's the grassroots way and people like and you know a lot of people if you're curious enough people like you know what let me go that way right right okay yeah see and I, are you are you very conscious of your legacy are you conscious of that or are you just too kind of involved currently with the organization to be thinking about that i mean i i can't lie and say i've never thought of it but i don't dwell on it like you know I've, it's just like a passing thought like i wonder how like you know how much one, well, after I'm gone, is this going to continue? Or how how long am I going to be able to? Am I going to have like type of health issue and I can't do it anymore? Or what? Like, is someone going to take over and lead this? And or is it going to change? To you know, maybe it just changes the name, changes and becomes something. Like I have thought of that, but I because we have the issue and it's and it's going on right now. Uh, as far as us being unhealthiest, I just try to stay in the moment and in the now. Uh, and can't really worry too much about the future. The future, it's already laid out in the future. So <laughs> I just need to, I just focus on the present and, and making sure that we're doing everything we can 
to better the Bronx and to better the community. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got to give you a round of applause for that, right? Round of applause. It's it's so inspirational for me too, you know, because I'm an independent guy. I do all this stuff by myself. And it's just like, sometimes maybe I need to hear other people's stories, even though it's sort of similar. It's not, it's sort of, but it's not. And it's just like, wow, like, you know, a lot of people out here really care. People out here really want to see better for themselves and for the future and for their neighbors. You know, people really want to inspire people. And, you know, it's funny, you don't really know how, except how to, except you know how to be yourself. You know, you know how, you know, your morals are strong, you know, your values are strong and you know how to be authentic. And I think that's important. That's what I try to do on the show. I'm happy to hear another organization is doing the same thing. You know, it's just something for me, just like, wow, you know, I'm not the only one thinking maybe there's something that I could do to uplift, you know, where I'm at. There are other people who who think the same way and want to do things to, to see that happen. And there's more than you think. You know, I've met a lot of people uh, that here in the Bronx that are doing their own thing. They're doing their thing like and they're, you know, trying to make the Bronx a better place in, in their own way, in their own spaces, um, trying to do the best they can. It's. But, you know, so we're not alone. Sometimes you can feel alone. Sometimes it feels it's lonely. Sometimes you feel lonely, but uh, then you get that message from someone else, you know, the, the, that they're inspired by you or that they loved what, you know, for in your case, like they loved something that you spoke about and they were, you know, on the same. They finally heard somebody say something that they've been thinking this whole time hey, and or, you know, shared view. So, um I can say it is a lonely path, but you're never truly alone. And like I said, you're still following, you're doing it because for the love of it, you're not doing it for fame. You're not doing right. it for, uh, because those are all you're doing. it. If you're doing it for that, then you deserve to be alone. <laughs> you deserve to be struggling the, the way you are, you know, if, if, if that's what's happening, because you're, you're doing it for the wrong reasons if you don't have a true genuine love for what it is that you're doing then you're wasting time straight up straight up straight like that straight like that that's why i didn't love any of the jobs i used to have because it's like i'm only here because they're giving me a check every two weeks it's not like i really love this work i really enjoy doing these tasks i don't i don't enjoy waking up early to come here i don't enjoy negotiating the buses and the trains I have no love for this whatsoever. And that's why I'm so miserable here. And like, it, it really like, I felt like the smartest dumb guy ever once I figured that out. Like once I just understood that you don't love, you have a horrible time at these places because you don't love what you're doing. And then finally you start doing something that you love to do. And you're just like, where has this been the whole time? You know, where has this been? Why am I just figuring this out? in 2020 you know why but then you can't even question that because i guess you had to experience everything previously to get to where you are now everything happens in the time it's supposed to yes 100 i don't i can't i was i was I, sometimes i used to think i'm like why didn't we start Bronx so earlier like why, why didn't i know about this health disparity six years ago when the Bronx right found out six years ago when they first announced that the bronx was the healthiest county but you know, I was like, why am I even dwelling on that? Like I I started some when I found out about it. And 
you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is I started when I, you know, I decided to make the change and to, to do something about it when I found out about it. So why even don't question the rest. You started it and you're in it and just continue doing what you're doing. Yes, that. Yes, yes. One hundred, one thousand, one million percent, one million percent. So moving right along, what we're going to do and you guys can follow me and hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Rogers Neighborhood. Justin, what I do every single show is I answer questions from listeners of the show. It's a great way to keep them involved. It's a great way to say, hey, if you got anything that's on your mind, you think I got a few thoughts on it, shoot me a message. It's a good way for me to keep communicating with people who listen to the show. And it makes it a more people-driven show beyond just Denzel talking. So what I want to do with you is have you answer some of the questions that I've received from the listeners. Okay. So the first one I have for you is what songs are in your current listening rotation okay so the number one song that i've just started that I've, i can't seem to stop listening to is uh lucky day lucky day the artist he has a new song he's from new orleans mm -hmm. he's an r&b singer uh he has a song he has a new album out called table for two where he's doing a bunch of duets um but there's this particular song i think is the lead single which is how much can a heart take mm -hmm. um that song is like i really like that right now and then there's a girl named Adana Daru. That's A-D-A-N-N-A-D-U-R-U. Um, she's pretty dope as well. Um, I've been listening to some of her music. Um, I'm more of an R&B person, uh, probably because uh, I, I grew up singing. So uh, I'm, I always usually pick R&B over anything. Um, but those are pretty much the only two uh, artists that I've been listening to recently. But also, if if anyone is a fan of uh, a black lady sketch show. Yes. yes. Did you have you seen season two? No, I haven't. Or, I mean, well, some of the episodes, I'm sorry, it's not complete. But I think uh, episode three uh, in episode three, there's a there's a there's a skit where she's, she's singing about breathing air. But that track is pretty dope. <laughs> so and, and it's on and it's on um, iTunes. I, I found it on iTunes. Like I was like. Yo, I mean, it's a stupid song, but I mean, it's pretty dope. Like the beat and everything. Yeah, I think it's called Air. But um, yeah, I've been listening to that too because I think it's pretty, it's funny. It's a funny song, but it's, it's dope. Is it's music, is Air Badu vibes. Okay. Is music a big part of, of your runs? Like, or is it, you don't want that distraction because you want to be telling people about the history? So we have some members that run with speakers. We don't, band speakers we don't tell you you can't run with music but i can tell you we really don't have a problem with people coming and running with earbuds it's only maybe like two or three people uh i usually try to ask people to run with just one in their ear so, so they, they can hear hear um traffic and things um just in case someone's yelling out something like hey it's a pothole you right. know something uh uh i i usually i request that people at least just have one ear in because i know some people need the motivation they need the music just to even start running mm -hmm. and i just want to specify to people the bronx soul is for everyone like it's we have a running group a run walk group and a walking group for a reason so that way every member of the family can participate um so there is no excuse we have people that see us in on the street and be like, oh i wish i could run like y'all and be like no you don't have to we got right. a walking group. we got a walking group just for you and so 
Um, yeah. Uh, I lost track of what the question was, but hey, it's okay. I um, because in my show, I think music is very important. So I always start the shows with high energy music just to get the energy right. We're gonna have a great show today. I want to start with high energy, and then at the end of the shows, I play whatever I feel like playing. Right? It's kind of open form, but music is very important to my show. I talk about it a lot. If the new album comes out, I'll tell my opinions on it. So I know that it's important and it's a part of everyone's life. That's why I wanted to know, like, is it incorporated into what, you know, you guys do? So, so the only time music is really incorporated in what we do is like when we're posting our um, promos, mm-hmm. people know to sign up because, oh, so when you had asked about COVID, that's a new thing that we had started was to limit how many people show up. We had started an Eventbrite so that people would sign up right. prior to coming. So we know how many people, we can limit how many people come out because we didn't want to have uh, overcrowd overcrowded you know we didn't want it to have a space overcrowded so that's one of the things that we probably will keep um because it's been working so well like we it's good to know uh to see how many people are coming and to know you know how to prepare it's it it helps us be better prepared uh and then also like um just from the, the basis like if eight people signed up to run and eight people show up we know we can leave you know <laughs> because you know, we know everyone that signed up uh, is here, but um, music is is a major factor in our, our promos, and it's a major factor. And usually, when we put up post video posts, uh, we always put music to it um, because music is is just music is life. Yes, yes, <laughs> it is. It is. Okay, there's so many things, right? I feel like you know the problem with being a potter is I'm a naturally talkative person. So sometimes I have to like even calm myself because it's like, if you don't stop me, you know, we'll be on here for three hours, you know? So any, anytime I do podcast interviews with other podcasters, I say, listen, we got to be out of here in a quick hour because if you don't stop us, like if we don't stop each other, we're going to, this is going to be a six hour podcast. And I don't think anybody wants to hear that. (laughs) Okay, so the next question that I have for you for the listeners is, is, what is the most annoying habit that other people have? Oh, one of the, you know what, and it's probably not even a big deal to most people, but my issue, I always have an issue when people don't walk on the sidewalk, on the right side, you're always supposed to stay to the right. Just like, (laughs) it's probably just a pet peeve of mine, but you're always supposed to stay to the right, just like traffic. But like when I'm mainly probably because we do a lot of, of, uh, of our, uh, Bronx soul is, is on the sidewalks. Right. I just can never understand why, if we're already on the right, why people who are coming towards us go to the right as well. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? Like go to the right, like we on the right. Like there, there is, you know, there's an unwritten law here. Yes. Like they always stay to the right. But I get it because some people want to be closest to the building, you know, and then there's always there's always so many factors when it comes into especially like when it's women and it's dark outside, you know, like trying to be out here by this by the street, you know, right. like snatch me between snatch you up. There's something happened, you know, I'm going to be closest to the building. But I understand those aspects. But for the most part, I, I just I get peeved a lot of times just from this people just always not knowing where where to be on the sidewalk. And also, 
these motors motorbikes okay scooters, oh man they're all over the sidewalk. man they're Why all you over you got a you got a motor like be in the street even bicyclists and i have to be i am biased because i'm usually i'm i'm an advocate for whatever i'm doing at the time so if i'm a pedestrian i'm all for pedestrians but if i'm on my bike then i'm all for bikers <laughs> <laughs> and if i'm driving then i'm all about the driver so i have to put out that disclaimer that that is just that's just how i am so have you you ever been like walking somewhere just on your way somewhere somebody walks in front of you so they started walking faster than you did so they cro- they passed you but then they get down. right in front of you and then they slow down they do that in the cars too you know cars do that all the time yeah so annoying I, yes I what is going on what's wrong there are people who walk in the direct middle of the sidewalk and then they walk really slow you or or what about the groups that walk how are you gonna take up the whole sidewalk the whole where sidewalk you where you want me to go like <laughs> and then they and then they give you that look they give you the stank face like but but y'all you guys are four deep and you you're walking <laughs> taking up the whole where did you think i was gonna was i supposed to just turn around and start going your direction like <laughs> Or like we did in school, pair up, walk in pairs of two or a single file. Or that couple that just won't break hands when that sidewalk is really slow. Oh, God. It's almost like they're going to they're going to end their relationship if they have to let go of each other's (laughs) hands to let you pass. What is. I can go on all day with this. Yes. And don't get me started on the tourists. Jeez. Stop it. Take pictures. Walking around with their heads up. Up. Never looking where they're going. Oh, geez. So, man, yeah. So as a running group, how do you guys like maybe just clear out maybe a little space like, hey, behind you or how, how do you guys do that? Um, so it's different because when you're in an in, a, in an environment where no one is used to seeing runners, mm-hmm. you know, like if we were in Manhattan, you could say, yeah, on your left. And people yeah. would know. Because right. they've so in the Bronx, you can say on your left, and people will look on their right because they don't know <laughs> what the hell you talking about. Like, what, what does that mean? What <laughs> on the left? What, what's on the left? Like, you know, we've literally had some. Like, we were running one Valentine's Day. We were running. Uh, we were in uh, Morrisania, and we were running down. We were just coming through projects, and this chick <laughs> was walking ahead of us, and. Once we started to get closer to her, she just turned around and was like in a fighting stance. And she was like, yo, what's going on? And she was like, what's good? And so then we were like, we just we just running. And so then she was like, Whoa. Oh, I was about to say, you know, I know it's Valentine's Day and all, but I ain't messing with nobody's man. So why is somebody <laughs> trying to run up on me? <laughs> and we were like, no, we, we were just really just... We, we, we run these streets like literally we, we run these streets <laughs> that's the bronx for you we always ready you know what i'm saying you yes. never know you gotta always gotta be on guard you know what i'm so saying we, so we do try to make i try to make a little bit more noise because there are people i mean i that was more of awakening to me but like you know what yeah you, you know she's not in the wrong like you know somebody could be trying to run up on you like i need to know you know like people are getting ready somebody might be getting a blade out like well, it's good. Like, so, um, so we, so I try to make more noise or I try to yell out like to the group or something, just we're going to keep going straight ahead or something. So that that person that's up ahead is aware that someone is like, at least we've made some type of noise to let them know 
that we're coming through or, you know, I just don't want to surprise people from behind right? Uh, anymore because they, it, we could really be scrapping. <laughs> we don't want that. We don't no, want that. Because they will lose. No, I'm playing. But, <laughs> well, I mean, if it's a group of 10 people, they will lose. <laughs> but no, we're not out here trying to, uh, we're not out here trying to fight nobody. We just, I just want to keep the people, uh, I want to let the people know, uh, aware of that we're, we're in the, we're in the area. That's good. That's good. And the last question I have for you from the listeners is if you, Justin, had intro music, wherever you went and you announced yourself, you had a music plan, what song would that be? Um, I, you know, I really like the, um, the music from the locks of we going to make it. Yeah. Jada kiss and styles P. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that, that, um, I like the the music. I think that's a good intro. That would be or, cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Mine is a little more aggressive. I when I when I want to announce myself, I want to come into DMX up in here, just oh. so just so you know I'm up in here. <laughs> so when I come in, the music come on, just so people you know looking around. Yes, I am up in here. That is my choice. Yeah, or you know what, or a Pharrell uh still standing. Oh Maybe wow. Okay. Simon says even maybe. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Oh, also I have I have a question. Um do you guys like if if news outlets want to cover you, right? If but you know, they want to do a story on you. How would you guys like because you want to avoid gentrification, you want to avoid uh outside influences. How do you guys have like a a template or a script to kind of stick to so that way the message doesn't get like skewed or blurred because it's easy to lose things in translation so you might say something and then someone else perceives it a different way and then that influences you know how it's written or told so is there a, do you guys do anything like that so so that's happened before where things have been misconstrued there's there's really no way to misconstrue when you show up mm-hmm. <laughs> or when they show up right because they know um, we've had it happen before uh, where we've had some people that came and they were clearly not from the neighborhood, but there. And I, and we appreciate fans. Trust me, believe me. We love people to, if you in Germany and you saw us on Instagram and you want to come to the Bronx and run with us, that's, that's, that's great and all, but it's the people who are like just moved here. And then you're trying to do it as a fad. And, you know, are you trying to do it because you feel like we'll be your protection to run through neighborhoods <laughs> you're afraid to go through? Like, uh, we make it quite clear. Um, I'm, oh, I should say I do. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a very confrontational person. I have no problem explaining, you know, to them what we are and what we stand for and what we will not stand for. So um, I haven't really had a problem, but we have had um, a couple articles written that really tried to twist mm. give it a little twist as to what we what we do but um there's no denying and if you go on our page i mean you pretty much know it's it's the community we're a community group there's really no question about it i think it's very obvious on our social media and it if it's if that's not obvious enough when you show up you'll find out yeah yeah because i i think it, i was thinking about that like you know Sometimes you say things maybe and it doesn't come out right or sometimes you, you know, 
you say something, you didn't really think about it. And then that's written and that's recorded and that's said. And it's like, uh oh, you know, <laughs> this is probably going to do more harm than good. And I know you guys really want to keep it, you know, to the community for the community. So when people come in, a lot of times I've noticed too as well, you know, people who are in charge of telling stories, a lot of the times they don't, they're not from the place where they're telling the story about. So a guy could come to you from CBS or from, you know, Fox or ABC, and they could be all the way from, you know, Long Island or something. And you're trying to explain to them a Bronx movement. And then so their own experience clouds what they hear and how it's said. And then you got to worry about that. And then you may have to do damage control. And I just thought about this, like, how do you know, how do, how do you negotiate with that? Yeah, no, I mean, there's really no negotiating because, you know, once it's, once it's printed, printed, it's printed once it's, right. once it's on the air, it's on the air. But um, so an example is during the pandemic, in the beginning of the pandemic, we started to, um, we donated uh, pizzas to frontline workers in all 13 of the hospitals in the Bronx. Wow. Um, and shout out to all of the Bronxites that donated um, money and non-Bronxites yeah. that donated money to, to for us to help fund these pizzas uh, to these. And we also, I'm sorry, we also delivered pizzas to Harlem Hospital and we did a hospital up in uh, Yonkers. Wow. But, um, because there were Bronxites that worked at those hospitals that were like, oh, it'd be nice if you could do my hospital, even though it's not in the Bronx. And so we 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 did that. And shout out to Jesus uh, Nice uh, of the Bodega Boys who donated money as well to help uh, to help us uh, fund the money for frontline workers. But there was an article that was written, uh, I won't say by who, but um, they wanted to do an article about us um, delivering the pizzas to frontline workers. And so, I gave them, I mean, they contacted me and then I gave them a couple other members who have been helping with the donations and the, and the deliveries. And do you know what the, the title of the article was? No. The title of the article was Bronx Man Delivers Pizzas to Frontline Workers. Bronx Man Delivers Pizzas to Bronx. And it had a picture of me. And never, ne the article never talked about Bronx Soul. It just talked about me. Wow. And I, and I even, I had to message the girl who wrote it. And I was like, how did, how did this happen? Like how we, you interviewed me about Bronx Soul and then it just turned into, I think Bronx Soul was mentioned, but um, it was never, the organization itself was never mentioned as this organization is delivering pizzas to frontline workers. It was Bronx man. It was a Bronx man. <laughs> And I just was so angry with that, that um, I never, it never even, no one probably even knows about that article unless you look it up now, because I never posted it. We never, we never posted it because I just, I was like, you know what, one way we'll, we'll deal with this is just by ignoring it because it, it's not true. Wow. You know, and so, and, but when she messaged me back, she was like, oh, I'm just, you know, we just wanted to focus, we, we try to focus on individuals, not organizations so i was like so then as a journalist you shouldn't have interviewed me you should have went and found an individual right. who was doing something it just didn't make any sense but wow yeah that that was one in particular that was just last year that just didn't make any sense to me at all as to why it became that the title was a bronx man so wow single-handedly i mean you pretty much just trashed all the all other the other people who have been coming out 
during a pandemic, passing out. We've been we were passing out masks in the hub, Fordham Road. Like we went up to Wakefield. We went all the hot spots. We even passed out PPE to people. And these are people taking time out of their, you know, whether they were working or not, they were still coming out during a pandemic. And you you disrespected them. Right. By just just highlighting one person, the person who you feel like, well, he's the leader. So we're just going to focus on him. And I just, and I, and that's also another reason why you really don't see me on the page. You really have to search. If you're trying to find me on the Bronx Soul page, it's really not going to happen. Usually the photos that you see, the videos you see were shot and taken by me. So um, I'm there in that aspect. I'm writing the captions. But um, I usually just stay behind the scenes, and and that's where I like it. I like it when people say they come to Bronx and like, well, who started this? Because I can never tell from the from seeing anything online. I just I just don't know who runs this, and I and I like that. It actually makes me feel good because I want it to feel like it's a community. You know, like they, is there just one person, or is this just all y'all? All y'all just run this? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. So okay. See that's see that's good, and I I was thinking about that too because it was like. I did an interview once with uh, another Bronx podcaster and they were telling me, they were saying, you know, it's kind of hard for me to like make myself a little more public and like outreach because I'm so worried about how my messages will be retold. Right. So I was thinking about, it was like, you know, when I have people on from the Bronx, obviously we know a little bit about each other just because we're from the same place, but you know, how do you, want to be represented and i was like you know what if the new york times comes calling and i answer the phone and say hey can we speak to denzel bronx buys podcast and i'm telling them my whole life story and i'm telling them all the the how i got the inspiration and i was in another state and they looked at me with the face and then i could read the story and it says you know local man starts podcast right or you know nothing nothing none of the key points that i want to be told and why I started the podcast or what we do on the show and stuff like that. So I'm like, I wanted to ask you that because like you guys are out here in the community. So I know that it, it piques people's interest. So how do you maintain the image that you want in the age of misinformation? Mm -hmm. So we pretty much combat that by just, we're pretty good with the, with the content that we post, you know, alone and, if, as long as the name Bronx Soul is out there and people are able to search it and find us on social media, all is well because you're not going to be mis you're not going to be misconstrued by any of our content um, once you once you find us. But I, what I've chalked that all up to because it happened before, prior to that a couple of years ago, where someone wrote an article and it it was completely they had incorrect information in there when I gave them all the so there's nothing we can do about that. There's nothing you can do about that. You can't control it. You know, once you've given someone your story, I guess they can shape and mold it into whatever they want. And that, as and I and I look at it because I just say these these writers and these journalists aren't really that good. You know, <laughs> a lot of times they write a lot of junk. And you know, and they don't they don't take the time to do a lot of the research. They're a little lazy. And I and I don't know if that has to do with technology and people just feel like, oh, I don't have to ask them that many questions. I can just pull something off of their page or pull something here or there. And so um, I, I don't know. I just consider it to be a little lazy journalism is what I call it. 
Um, not all, but it's just been, like I said, there's been two or three. Um, the most recent one, the one I uh, explained, but um, there's nothing you can do about it. And I don't, I don't, I, of course I get angry about it, but I don't dwell on it. It's, it's fine because like I said, as long as Bronx Soul is mentioned and someone can go on a, and find us on any of our platforms, um, all is well because they won't be misconstruing it if they are. Hopefully they'll slide in our DM and we can we can chop it up. Yes, yes. Well, sir, Justin, first I want to say thank you for coming on. But beyond that, I want to say thank you as a member of the Bronx, as a you know resident of the Bronx. I want to say thank you for being such a, a, a fearless leader, a trailblazer. I want to say thank you for having a, a thought and making that thought a reality. And um, I want to say thank you for maybe all the future people who will be inspired by what you did and what you started, because something that small where you just saying, oh, we're just going out with a few friends to run can have such a huge impact. Something that small of just saying, hey, let's get more people into fitness, more people active can have such a huge impact that'll last for years to come. And I'm very appreciative to have had this opportunity to have a conversation with you, to see all the work that you do, to see the way that you guys, you know, are active in the community. And uh, man, I, I'm just very thankful and grateful for you coming on. Um, and it's like meeting, like, you know, it's, they say you never meet your heroes, but this is a Bronx hero that I'm very proud to meet. So thank you so much for coming on the show. No, thank you for 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 knowing about us and inviting inviting me on. Yes, I yes, and I, and and shout out to you and what what you do. Yes, thank you, thank you. So Being the voice for well, the Bronx. Yeah, and and you know what's important too for everyone out there, you have everyone has a voice. Everyone has you know the ability to speak. You know, as to say things and have a social media account or whatever like that, but. Everybody out there, I want you to understand that your voice and however you want to express it has value. If you are a painter, that is how you express your voice, that has value. If you make music and that's how you express your voice, that has value. Poetry, etc. If you do a podcast, if you started a community organization, all of that matters. And to see so many people in the Bronx expressing themselves and using their voices it just brings the biggest smile to my face it just it really does it makes me smile from ear to ear because it's like wow so many people are realizing their power their impact and that will help so many young kids who sit at home and say man well you know i can't really dribble the ball you know i can't really catch you know how am i gonna do things to help people how am i gonna be a beacon for my community and they see things like this. And that just has, it, I feel like it's so powerful, you know, and, and it's so important to me. So I'm very thankful, man, for you coming on and, and just sharing your story. Anytime. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, sir, I would like for you to reiterate your name, the name of your organization, and all of the places that the people can reach you. Hey, I'm Justin Mache. That's, uh, and I'm the creator and co-founder of Bronx Soul uh, with my friend Petra Rivera. <laughs> um, we are, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Really, you should, you should check out our TikToks because they are, 
they're funny. We we post we 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 should be on TV actually. You know the, <laughs> the the talent that we have within our group. You know, and they Bronx Ice. You know, we have a lot of talent. We talented people. So um, you should check out our TikToks. Um, our motto is your health, your hood, your history. Um, and so that's where you yeah. And our email, if you need to, is Bronx Soul S O L E at gmail.com. All right. All right. And it is tradition around here on the Bronx Bias podcast to allow our guest to choose a song that we end our show with. So the honor is yours. What song would you like to play for the good people out there? You know, I'm not even going to say it. I just play it. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. That this is going to be a first where I'm just going to play. I'm not going to tell people the song. I'm just going to play the song. This is the first. They know it. They got and you know they are gonna know it as soon as they hear it. Well, thank you once again. Uh, uh, it's really a pleasure to just have a few few minutes to talk to you and hear hear the story and and see all the things that you do. I appreciate all the work that you do, and um, man, it was just it's been great. I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime, anytime you want us back, I'll be here. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Round of applause for my guy, Justin Mache. Round of applause. And that, guys, will wrap it up. Episode number 62 of the Bronx Bias Podcast is in the books. I'm your host once again. My name is Denzel. I want to say thank you again to Justin Mache for coming on the show of Bronx Soul and telling your story, uh, you know, giving us the history of the organization and showcasing what you guys do in the community. I'm very, it was very, very exciting for me to speak to you today. Something that was very like, you know, just inspirational, just seeing how, you know, the, the strength of the community, the power in the community and how people want to just do things to affect change and it's, it's so positive and it's so inspirational for me. So I'm very appreciative of that. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for liking, subscribing, sharing, and supporting. Please don't forget, your boy Denzel has official Bronx Bias podcast merchandise available for purchase. You can visit the site bronxbiaspod.myshopify.com. And I'm going to fade you guys out with a great, great song, which is Justin Mache's Choice. But at his request, I will not say the title, the artist, or the album. You're going to have to figure it out on your own, but it is a classic song. You should know it. And this has been the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode 62. Have a great week. Have a great weekend out there. I will speak to you guys next week. We are out. New York to the heart, but got love for all. Line die in the fire where I learn the ball. Uptown is the place where I lay my dome. On the streets of the Bronx where my family roam. Oh damn it, we home. Heater got a nine millimeter. Player haters can feel the flame for my heater. I never really liked to play a fool like that, but I love to succeed. The sea falls fall flat, flat like deja vu. And I got another clip down a deja crew. I sit pissed out, dumpy, mo with the pissed out. Just cause I'm pissy don't mean you should miss that. Keep them in.
in the fitties and hundreds all arranged Anything less than that, you keep the change Not filthy rich, but bitch, I'm barely broke Blessed with flows to keep you hooked like dope Friends call me guns, sons call me trife Cause I'm quick to slide off and slide this dick up in your wife And that's life, you should learn how to treat her I guarantee Peter knows how to eat her and beat her Niggas in the Bronx call me Lex Cause I push a Lex and I rock a Rolex And I lounge on Lex and I love sex And I wave texts on sets that be trying to flex Like Dex, nigga God rest your soul But when you're playing cards with guns it ain't no time to fold Ho, y'all niggas got crazy game But out of town niggas is all the same Brooklyn niggas get crazy loot That's because when it's beat they ain't scared to shoot All them niggas know how to play Back to 600 getting crazy pay Niggas out of Queens got shit on lock Strapped with the Glock running up in your spot But if it wasn't for the Bronx This rap shit probably never would be going on So tell me where you from Uptown baby, uptown baby We gets down baby, I'm for the crown baby Now if it wasn't for the Bronx This rap shit probably never would be going on So tell me where you from Uptown baby, uptown baby We gets down baby, I'm for the crown baby Yo, the RM80 is parked in a lot Right next to the Mercedes Keep the heat cocked for these blocks that are shady You're crazy if you walk around Thinking shit's gravy Stop me, maybe I'm living life flawless Making big investments On them A-class flawless And hoes call us I'm comfortable like McCarroll Two quarters of my life Walking roads tight narrow Deep thoughts which I abide by Puffing high Got my mind's eye Point sharper than an arrow Getting high Keep your eye on a sparrow Riches like the pharaoh Bought a new five With the snitches for these hoes Trunk full of ammo Keep my toes close Than most niggas Keep their own shadow And I strap for my foes Like a saddle I rock stones Other niggas rock gravel Talk shit Shit, whatever have you, I'm from Soundview, Bronx most wanted, front get confronted, player we rolling deep in the 1.500s, like big eye, red eyed, mad blunted, you step outside and get blooded, have your whole block flooded with the Bronx, it's a warning, storm in, guns out from dusk to dawn, and it's on, no doubt, keep an eye on your bitch when I'm roaming about, and put an eye on your lip, nigga, watch your mouth, I'm from the Bronx, wipe your feet when you step in my house, cause you's a small time nigga, about a half an ounce now. New York niggas got crazy game, but out of Town niggas is all the same Brooklyn niggas got crazy loot That's because when it's beef they ain't scared to shoot All them niggas know how to play Back to 600 getting crazy pay Niggas out of Queens got shit on lock Strapped with the Glock running up in your spot But if it wasn't for the Bronx This rap shit probably never would be going on So tell me where you from Uptown baby, uptown baby We gets down baby, I'm for the crown baby Now if it wasn't for the Bronx This rap shit probably never would be going on so tell me where you from Uptown baby, uptown baby We gets down baby, I'm for the crown baby uh, uh, The guns like what? Uh, the Lord's Rick is like what? Uh, Soundview like what? Uh, my 74th like what? Uh, running boss like what? Uh, the gun runners like what? Uh, and KNS like what? Uh, and uptown like what? Charlene, play play on Strong eye, play play on, and a uh, Mount Vern, play play on, and Yonkers, play play on, and a uh, putting it down for NY, you know what I mean? NY, and worldwide.